such a pretty podcast. Welcome to all my listeners, uh, friends, family, <laughs> new people, old people, whoever. Exes. Exes. I know, right? Haters, lovers, all of you. <laughs> Welcome. And um, so Such a Pretty Podcast is basically a branch of my lifestyle brand, Such a Pretty Mess. Um, so there's going to be a whole bunch of things under that brand, and this is one of them, and it's been a long time coming. My working tagline right now, which is not like solidified times a thousand, is a podcast for women in the know and on the move. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm Miss Mishige. If you do not know, I host a show, co-host a show on Vibe 105 called Hashtag every Saturday morning, 10 a.m., and that's with DJ Reddy Fox and Solitaire Music. Uh, so we talk about all kinds of things. I have a segment called Misha's Tea, and that's crazy. Uh, so our guest today, my very first guest, and this is like amazing for me because it's a full circle conversation that we are having. And it's Erica and Yulu. And Yolu? And Yolu. And Yolu. No, 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 no. <laughs> the PR Diva, y'all. And she's the founder of PR Diva Communications and... Uh, and I quote, is an out-of-the-box public relations agency specializing in the entertainment industry and high-profile lifestyle brands with clientele across Canada, the USA, and internationally. So who are some of the people that you've worked with, Miss PR Diva? Good question. Who haven't I worked with? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Um, what's up, everybody? It's PR Diva. Um, I've worked with literally everybody. Um, I've worked with Afro B, one of my current clients. Shout out. Joanna, Joe, jo- Joe, jo- jo- Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you doing like crazy promo with him the yes, other day. So. I came to vibe too. He's so cute, isn't he? He is. He's a sweet and he's a nice guy. Very humble, humble. Cool guy. guy. He seems like it. Very humble. I would say, don't change. <laughs> Stay this way, <laughs> please. You know, because yeah. industry can change you. But no, he's really good. Um, mm-hmm. I worked with him. Likes of uh, Wizkid. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with Popcorn Spice. Like I've done a lot of PR for concerts, so I mm-hmm. get to associate and affiliate myself with um, industry celebrities and people like that. I've done award shows like Mm -hmm. NAACP Image Awards and worked with so many. Wanda Sykes, Tika Sumter. Um, I've done some activations during All-Star Weekend with like Black China and Mm -hmm. Amber Rose when they were in town. And I've worked with a lot of different celebrity. Honestly, there's so many people. So it's like to like pinpoint it. I know, girl. I'm so proud of you. I'm not trying to brag. No, go ahead. This is the whole point. Brag. Okay. (laughs) Get to bragging. So why this is a full circle conversation for me is because Erica and I, we went to university together. We actually met at university. Yes. Um, She came up to me and said, hey, (laughs) you're from Pickering too. And this was orientation at the University of Windsor. Should I say the year? So we age ourselves. That's fine. Okay. 2003? Yeah, that was yes. then. Was it then? That yeah. was 2003. Summer 2003. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> so we've been really a part of each other's lives for the majority of our lives, a lot yeah. of our lives. Yeah. And we ended up being uh, university roommates for the four years we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, had the greatest times. <laughs> extra one plus extra two, Nafisha. <laughs> we were very enough and very in on everything. And um, you were uh, part of Chaos, one of the yes. student groups there. And Caracom, then Chaos. Yes, it was Caracom first, and then it turned into Chaos. And you were the social media coordinator? I think, I think? that's what it was. Or social, social coordinator. coordinator. Not media. Being me, social time. media wasn't out then. Yes. But that was still being extra. So, so yeah. <laughs> social coordinator, social I believe, coordinator. for two years. Mm-hmm. And then from there, 
from University of Windsor days, us being together, we just remained friends. Yes. We took the same program, communication studies, at the University of Windsor, yep. and you decided to go into PR. So why did you decide to go that path? Um, I think it was just something that I was passionate about, mm-hmm. right? Because like when I graduated... I was interning at the radio station and you see the one thing they don't teach you in university while you're in school intern and get experiences in the job or the career you're trying to focus in because I know we were just picking up mm-hmm. an odd, odd up jobs just to make money. I was working in H&M in retail and doing all that. But I feel like if I knew better, I would have actually took more media related roles because mm-hmm. I love media. I love entertainment. So um, when I was doing, um, I was actually, after graduating, I was interning at like Flow 93.5, shout out to them. And I worked with a job agency, which got me into my first media role at CTV. Mm-hmm. So I was in the accounting department, but again, hated it, yeah. hated yeah. it, <laughs> got laid off. And um, again, like I was just so focused on working in the industry. So I like, I volunteered, I interned, I did whatever I had to do to get more exposure in that industry and then Mm -hmm. um, I worked with like Barry Carefest doing marketing I did the Much Music Awards as a freelancer like I did all that stuff Um, Afrofest I think I was the uh, Ice Cream Summer Fest like big festivals anything to do with celebrities entertainment I just tried Mm -hmm. to put my foot in to get that exposure and like that's Misha knows me I've been always in this industry I love this I love the the limelight the creepiness (laughs) that's me (laughs) I love it so that's why I said okay PR is like something that I could do I could create something for myself and build these opportunities for me because applying for jobs like as a black woman it is hard Mm -hmm. you know like there's not we don't don't have the same opportunities other people have so it's like we have to try a hundred times harder and create your own opportunities. And we have to too, create right? our own because there was no other mm. opportunities for us. So that's why I started my peer agency. So exactly. So that's a good lead into the next question. So PR Diva Communications, why did you decide to start your own PR company? Because there's so many PR com- major PR companies yeah. out there that you could work for, I don't know, 10 years for free <laughs> for <laughs> to, sure. to get a paid job. Why for did you sure. choose to start your own? Um, I was tired, you know, (laughs) I went to, I feel like I was working in an, I was a marketing manager for an engineering company, a really big one. And I still felt not, I wasn't happy. It wasn't enough for me. Mm -hmm. Even I took a, like a a little vacation during that time when I was working full time to, um, LA and I was freelancing for the NAACP awards and I was around big stars, like Kevin Hart and Idris Elba Mm -hmm. and who was it? Um, Cookie, um, Oh, uh, Taraji, Taraji, yes, your twin. <laughs> like I was around all these people, and yeah. I'm like, I got my life was giving. Like I felt a certain energy come over me when I'm there. I'm like, I'm not meant to be in a corporate office nine to five. This mm-hmm. is not me anymore. So I think that was when I, it was like a, the light bulb hit me, and I'm like, you just have to take a risk and create more of these opportunities for me. And it's not, it hasn't been an easy road, but mm-hmm. that was when I said I have to give up. Like, like I just wasn't happy anymore. You know, you can get. Um, salaried money coming every month and every week but like Mm -hmm. eternally i wasn't feeling it so i said you know what i'm gonna um create that door to get into the industry i wanted to and that's just been history ever since and that's the thing with um doing communication studies like in university do we really know like where we're going and we put a lot of pressure on kids at 19 to decide this is what i want to do for the rest of my life when Mm -hmm. the rest of your life is like another 50 (laughs) 60 years and you decide to take a subject that you want to get into because i went to university of windsor as well for um 
I started in actual law because yeah. <laughs> yeah. my mother wanted me to be a lawyer. And mm-hmm. then I was just like, after the first semester, I was like, nah, they have a communication studies. Exactly. I'm going to go into communication studies. So that was um, one thing that I knew I wanted to do at the time. But specifically to narrow it down to say for you, PR is where I want to go or broadcast journalism is where I want to go. That's a difficult task. So for, for you, how did you decide to narrow it down to say PR is the industry that I want to be in? Um, that's good. I think for me, like, I write a lot, but I hate writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm bored. I hate writing. Like, I think I have attention issues. So it's like for PR, I love that it's you can pretty much do anything. Like PR is pretty much the under the tier of it. You could do events. You could do marketing. You can do social media marketing. Mm-hmm. You can work with influencers. You could work with corporate brands. So I thought with public relations, you're really... Mm-hmm managing the image of a person, their brand in different um, facets. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to try doing that. Mm -hmm. And then that's even how PR Diva was born. Like just for me, the branding of PR Diva itself, if you're really good in publicity and public relations, they call you a PR Diva. So I decided Mm -hmm. to coin that term and brand myself as the official PR Diva. That's right, sis. I love it. Did you get any pushback on the name when you chose it? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I had some, I have, sometimes I've had certain people look at me like, oh, a diva's learned as a negative thing, but I'm like, that's your opinion. No, we Beyonce can, says a diva is a female can, version of a hustler. Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> you know, but I've had a lot of people say it doesn't sound professional and all that. I've had friends, mm-hmm. that friends, ex-friends tell me, oh, that name doesn't sound professional. That's probably why you're not getting clients. Like, oh. I've heard all the feedback through everything. Trust me. But like I've over now I'm so proud to say that I'm Pierre Diva, Pierre diva. because I, I put, you know, I put respect on my name. <laughs> you know, I work hard for it. You could be really named anything, but people are going to, if they, if they mess with you, they're going to buy into what you're it's doing. It's a brand. It's a whole it's a walking brand. brand, right? So exactly. you are that brand, the PR diva. So anybody that has a problem with the name, okay. <laughs> Go sit on it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So in terms of anybody trying to get into the industry, do mm-hmm. you have any advice? So for you, you said you were interested in planning events, um, you know, helping with um, promotion for artists and yes. actors and so forth. So that was your direct interest. Yes. So for anyone that wants to get into public relations, what advice do you have for them? Um, I would be very transparent, tell them that it's not an easy industry. Um, there's a lot of uh, positive with PR, but there's also negative. There's a lot of people I've been around that are in PR that struggle to either get clients or getting the respect they deserve, getting paid mm-hmm. because sometimes you end up doing things where you may not get what you want. So I would say the best advice I would give someone is like when you're in the industry, research it, mm-hmm. look at other PR agencies that are doing well and like reach out to the publicists, ask them what they go through, their challenges, how they start, seek out a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very important. I have uh, various mentors that I look up to that help me on a day-to-day basis or when I go through issues, I reach out to them. Yeah. Um, for me, funnily enough, I didn't have actual PR mentor at the time. This was like, because I started when social media was kind of just popping. It wasn't like yeah that big then. So I just started, um, just, I started creating my own lane and just promoting what I did. I literally used Instagram to build my business. Mm-hmm. Like Misha knows from back in the day, I was going to award shows. I was yeah. posting it. I was around celebrities. I was posting it. Remember the time we met Nas? I know. And that to this day, <laughs> to this day, I have a lot of comments yeah. and engagement on that post. Shout out to Misha for during TIFF, we got to meet Your Nas and it was girl. great. And we had a good conversation <laughs> and you know, yeah. there's some haters in the building, <laughs> but we made it work. We As got our usual, pictures. We got our pictures. Yes. We got to kiki with Nas. I almost gave him the dance of his life <laughs> that time. 
time, but whatever. Um, Side note. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So like, I feel like I was, I didn't realize then I was branding myself, but like mm-hmm. I was going to the red carpet events, meeting celebrities, meeting stars and like creating, and all the people, like some clients then reached out to me like, what do you do? We just see you're on celebrities. Can I hire you to help me mm-hmm. be around celebrities? So mm-hmm. it was like that kind of open doors for me to like think hmm, I can make this into a business I can get money doing this yeah, yeah so that was like pretty much how I started but again advice to people just so I'm staying on topic like again look reach out reach out with social media these days especially there's so much big publicists that are doing the damn thing that you can literally go on their Instagram see how they started research them see research articles listen to podcasts watch webinars research 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 mm-hmm. because education it's free pretty much you know it's everywhere um, and then seek out a mentor in the industry you're trying to get into to help you when you start. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the biggest tips. And, mm-hmm. I, and again, I always say associate your brands. Like if you're trying to build clients in the beginning, because that's the biggest step, yep. associate yourself with bigger um, brands, bigger than you and offer your services because sometimes just the alignment with your um, mm-hmm. new startup company to a bigger platform, it can help push um, open more doors for you and get more clients and more referrals through that. So don't be afraid to work for free. Yes. A lot of people feel like they're too good to humble thyself Mm -hmm. and work for free. I spent a lot of years doing a lot of things for free. And that's just building relationships, connecting with people, understanding that you have to have certain relationships in order to move forward. That's half the battle. So humble thyself and work for free. (laughs) Not for too long, though. Not for too long. (laughs) It's so funny that you say that because one of my first um, when I started my company, one of my first um, big, big placements was with Beyonce's stylist, Ty Hunter, mm-hmm. in New York. I reached out to an organization out there. And um, again, I said, I, I want to sponsor you guys. I wanted, like, I wanted to be affiliated with that mm-hmm. event. It was in New York. I traveled out there, booked Ty Hunter. It was amazing. Like, and that was a big that. thing for my career. I remember you that. Know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. again, again, it was a sponsorship. And he kikis with you. I'm like, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> He'll comment on her posts and laugh and carry you know? on. I'm like, I'm and like who, and then who know? Like me in my nine to five job would have ever these uh, Beyonce mm-hmm. stylists. Like you know, you don't think about those things in like 2014, 2015. So for me, it was a big look, a big deal for my agency. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying. It, it, was, it was me being open to sponsoring which technically you're still getting value even though it's free services yeah. you're still getting value through the affiliation through the organization through the connections so this day there's connections mm-hmm. that i met during that event that i still have relationships to that are doing big things so don't ever think that you're better than because in order to get where you are mm-hmm. you have to take a lot of sacrifices and just roll with the punches but i'm telling you in the long run it will benefit okay so one of the topics that i did want to mm-hmm. talk about today is i saw an article Mm-hmm. Um, in first it was in People and then it was in InStyle magazine. And in the article, the caption or the title of the article said, Unmarried women with no kids are the healthiest and happiest population <laughs> subgroup. This article was written by Jen Juno. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Lord, I don't know. So according to Paul Dolan, a professor of behavioral science at the London School of Economics, unmarried and childless women are the happiest subgroup in the population, and they are more likely to live longer than their married and child-rearing peers. Interesting. So why I ask you if, if you're happy is because you're unmarried and you're childless. Yeah. <sighs> You know what? Like, I'm genuinely happy. Like, even at my age right now, I'm still, 
every day, like, you know, there's challenges that you go through, but it's like, I'm learning to love myself. I'm learning to know like different sides of me because mm-hmm. I still feel like I haven't really, honestly, I'm 30, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying my age, but at my age, I'm not sure if I found myself yet. I'm still always discovering certain things yeah. will happen and trigger you. And you're like, oh, you didn't realize you had that in you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think part of being a human, we're always going to be, uh, transitioning to a new phase of our lives whether certain circumstances change or whatever you're always going to be learning yourself mm-hmm. you're never going to really know yourself because certain things can change you so for me overall yes I'm, i think i'm happy where i am in life but i feel like obviously there's always room for improvement i'm not perfect um you know do, do you feel that pressure though to get married to oh, have yeah, kids yeah especially because of my culture like i'm you know i'm canadian born but i have west african parents mm-hmm. so all my west africans listening they know how it is shout out to nigeria i'm nigerian so like you know, mm-hmm. you get a lot of that. You need to get married because, again, it's them. It's their culture. Mm-hmm. It's their tradition. And they're older, too. So, yeah. like, they want to have grandkids and all of that. So, it's almost like I do feel sometimes there's, I have to rush or mm-hmm. there's a bit more pressure because of them. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm like, yo, I just want to have the wedding. I don't even care to get married. Just to do the party and then celebrate. And, like, sometimes and then, I have that vibe, that's you know. It. yeah. But, again, yeah. I do long for a family. Like, I have a lot of peers that have their kids and all that. And mm-hmm. it's, like, part of life. That's the key to life. Like, having your own something that you've created your legacy is your family your children so of course it's something that's very important as a woman as a, as a uh, woman with no children but genuinely i'm happy like okay. you know i could only just i could just do me right now mm-hmm. and i always believe like i'm very spiritual so i believe when god is ready for me whatever's happened whatever's gonna happen. happen will happen whether it's a partner or come mm-hmm. in or children who knows well according to paul dolan he says that the latest evidence in his research shows that the traditional markers used to measure success did not correlate with happiness mm-hmm. so traditional markers like getting married having children that does not result in happiness mm-hmm. so do you think that we should change the way we look at these norms? Because I feel like women get that push towards them a lot more. Yeah. Make sure you get married and have kids than men do. And even Oprah said that she didn't have kids because her kids are going to suffer. Right. Yeah. So for you, do you feel like we should change these norms? Yeah. I don't know if it's just from history and society, mm-hmm. but we're in a new age you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like the world has changed so much since that like now women are the breadwinners you know compared to the men so it's like um i don't know i feel like society will naturally change i'm still i'm not gonna lie i still have a bit of traditional mindset Mm -hmm. again maybe it's kind of my culture maybe it's how i was raised but i'm trying to be like it's so funny like i really want a family and I really want a, a, a partner and I want all of that. Like I do date, but I don't have a partner, you know, like someone I can mm-hmm. call my, my soulmate. I don't have that. And I do want a family. But then at the same time, I'm like, yo, I'm too busy for one right now. <laughs> like I really yeah. self had to do some like, you know, self-awareness and look into myself. I'm like, you are not ready. You just want to have fun right now because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to, you know, seal the bag, do deals. I'm, I'm a, like Nisha knows I'm like extremely busy. Like I'm always doing something. So it's like, I don't think I'd even be mm-hmm. a stable partner at the moment. And I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but it, being honest with you, like, I'm just trying to be busy. And one rule of thumb I always heard, it's like men, they always just need, literally men just need to get money. And then all the women come, you know, mm-hmm. get the bag. And then all the women come, that respect comes. So same thing. I feel like, I guess, obviously for women, it's not the same, but Hey, let me cut my bag. The men then will come. <laughs> you know the man. The thing is with the man, them though, they don't want you if you're like too strong. They don't want your yeah. bag is too heavy. Exactly. You know, so it's a fine line that we do, you know, kind of I guess straddle um, yeah. as we're progressing as women that are more focused on our career than getting married. People look at us like 
what's going on like you're at a certain age i get this every day and i'm sure you get this all All the time time. especially since like your mom and your dad i think it's more for you cultural of course for me it's more of growing up hearing and and seeing things that you don't want to Mm. (laughs) because i grew up my like my mom single mom no dad and a lot of that i was around for a long period of time so a lot of my friends my mom's friends everybody's single parents so you have this idea in your head that i'm trying to like not continue this these generational curses so i want to get married and i want to have kids but that pressure kind of translate to being unhappy because you're looking at the fact that this is the marker for happiness is exactly. marriage and kids. And it's not necessarily that. It's not. Okay? And it's like the pressure from people when they mm-hmm. ask you, it's almost like you feel like something's wrong when they yeah. come at, Oh, how come you're not, you know, it's like that people have to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Just let people m- mind your business, let people live their life and they'll do what they want. You know, exactly. Everybody's too in us. So. And keep in mind that during, even um, with this uh, study that Paul did, he said that married people lie. <laughs> And say that they're happy when they're around their spouse. And when they're not, they actually tell the truth. So just know that, ladies, if you are at a certain age or if you are single and unwed, childless, it's not a bad thing. It's okay. It's okay. Focus on you. Exactly. Do you, boo-boo. Do you, girl. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) I have some tips in terms of hair because I do hair, makeup. So mainly hair fashion-wise. And I've been getting a lot of feedback about going to the beauty supply store. And what you have to deal with when you go to the beauty supply store. So I have a few tips on how to navigate <laughs> the beauty supply store and a lot of the frustrations that people have to deal with. But first, maybe I should ask you, what are your frustrations when you go to the beauty supply store? People that don't know where things are. <laughs> like, oh, man. I mean, I honestly don't. I go to many, like, I, I don't want to say their names, but I go to many beauty supply salons in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I also go to, shout out to the black-owned ones, because I do go to a lot mm-hmm. of those. I got my units from there. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes it's, it's annoying. It's like it's, sometimes it gets overwhelming because there's so much product, so you want them to help you, but they're too busy with other customers. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of people serving you on the floor. So that's annoying. But other than that, like, I don't really have that many issues. Okay. So me as a stylist... It's very frustrating when my client, when I tell my client to do something and they come back with something else. I could imagine. Um, so one of my first tips is make a list. Mm-hmm. So you know exactly what you want. Because too often we do get caught up in all the little knickknacks because obviously they have more than hair products and other stuff. And we end up spending more money than we should. So make sure you make a list and stick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, do not ask for help. No. The major feedback that I did get is that nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody knows anything about the products. Nobody knows <laughs> any recommendations, nothing about hair, curl type, nothing. Mm. People are frustrated by that. And they get a lot of attitude when they ask for help. So I would suggest do your research before you go mm-hmm. to the beauty supply store. Ask your stylist, whatever it may be, whether it's choosing a certain product or purchasing hair. You know they don't know anything. So try to do some research before you go there to make sure that you are on the up and up. Number three, phone a friend. Call your stylist when in doubt. (laughs) This goes with do not ask for help (laughs) because they don't know and they're going to stare you in the wrong direction from where you um, were intended to go to begin with. So do not, I repeat, do not take advice from anyone that works at the beauty supply store. They don't know. They will recommend to you 
Have you asked for, they oh, have. what's the best shampoo and conditioner yeah. to use? What have they said to you? What's the one thing? <laughs> I always get this answer. What if you ask? Oh, cream of nature. Cream of nature. Um, there's the other Cantu. Cantu, I get that a lot. There's like always the main popular one. The Cantu and the Shea Moistures. All three of them, no. They're not good. They're not good. I don't care what anybody says about Shea Moisture. I don't care how many influencers <laughs> they have coming out to their pop-up events trying to look all cute or whatever. They're still banned. I don't care. Why? So they did these commercials because they were rebranding. Um, um, they did these commercials with a redhead that had like curly hair. Uh, you need to look this up. Like everybody was like outraged. So this was maybe a year and a half ago yeah, um, or two years ago. And they did these commercials about this redhead, like the most palest white woman <laughs> you can see. She's talking about the frustrations with her curly hair. Oh, no. Tell me now, what kind of frustrations you can have with your curly hair? So they dropped the ball on that. Now they're doing all these pop-up events, hiring influencers, getting influencers on their team, and people are forgetting because mm-hmm. obviously black people and their memories are very short-term. So um, I don't care how many pop-up events Shea Moisture has, their products are shit. Oh, okay? Um, Who do you recommend? What do I recommend Who, in terms of products? Which, which hair stuff do you recommend? Um... So it depends, but I do like for Toronto and Canadian brands, there are so many Canadian brands because we're now like Team Naturalista. Nobody's really relaxing their hair anymore. Sure. If you are, then it's like a shorter style that you're doing. Yeah. So for Team Naturalista, Up North Naturals. Heard of them? Um, to them? Yes. They have good shampoo, conditioner, their curly um, gel. Their gel is good. Their um, butter is good as well. Mm. Um, curl cream. Is really good. Also, Earth Tones. I've heard of them too. That's a Toronto um, GTA brand nice. as well. Earth Tones. Their shampoo and conditioner, deep moisture. So if you're lacking moisture, you definitely need to get onto that. A lot of hair stores don't carry Toronto brands because obviously they want to gouge them yeah. and they're not trying to participate in that. So you would have to go to like a curly salon to purchase these brands. Yes, they are a little bit pricier, but invest in your hair. Of course. Okay. It's your crown. It's your crown. A lot of people be wearing wigs and not taking, taking care, care of their, their hair crown. underneath. Ladies, do better 2019 and beyond. Okay, yes. and number four, limit the time you spend in the store. Okay? Say, I'm only going to be in here for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes max, and that's including standing in line to cash out. So, as you know, beauty supply stores, they have way more than hair and hair products. So, yeah. you can easily get caught up, and it's a good idea just to put a time limit so you're in and out and you're not spending a lot of money. And five, like you said earlier, support black-owned stores. Yes. Because all of these Asians are coming into our community, <laughs> buying up all our shit. <laughs> tea. And now we're stuck with going to these stores because their prices are a little bit lower, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. And we, as black people, were saying, oh, it's too expensive over there. Yeah. You know, I can't blah, 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 blah. Just spend a little bit more so that you can support black owned businesses and what they have going on. So a lot of these hair stores like BSW, um, Chloré, uh, Beauty Collection, they're all Asian-owned um, beauty supply stores. If you do find a black-owned beauty supply store, support them. It might be a little bit pricier, but spend a little bit more money, please, because we need as much love and support as we possibly can get. Yes. 
That's right. Did that help you in your beauty supply store? It did. The one thing I do know is I'm not going to ask questions anymore because I told you that's the first thing I do is I ask I ask them for help and no one can ever help me. No. So I just better research before I get there. Just do a little research. If you, you know me as a hairstylist, yeah. call up a hairstylist and be like, hey, what's going mm-hmm. on? Whatever, whatever. So because when you think about it, most mm-hmm. of them, they are just hired to work there. They're not really they're not really hair tech professionals. I know, God forbid, there's something burning in your head. What can I do? Like, they exactly. But that's my problem. Why yeah. would you not train these people to understand? It's and it's difficult to train people to to know that's all true. the products in your store. Yeah. But go through some product knowledge with these people. That's Pay true. them a little bit more if you have to, because you walk into a hair store. For example, my client the other day, I said to her, I was like, I need the pre-stretched hair to do your braids. <laughs> so if you know anything about braid the expressions pack we were fighting with expressions for however long now we got the pre-stretched so we don't have to stretch it in order to braid so it cuts down really like an hour or two on your service so i asked my client to get pre-stretched hair where did she come out? She comes with kiyaki or something. She comes out with a regular expressions pack oh they told me that this that or whatever no call me now I'm here stuck for an extra two hours stretching hair and all this foolishness. No, don't listen to these people. So don't listen to anybody at the hair store. They know nothing. And yeah. they're all they're going to tell you to use is Cantu. Okay? And we don't support Cantu. Okay. Unless they give us a sponsorship. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. Okay, so let's get into a game. You want to play a game? A game? Do I? Let's see. Okay. The game is called Pretty or Pretty Messy. Okay. So if you know anything about my brands, such a pretty mess. Right? Okay. So the first one, cucumbers, pretty or pretty messy? Pretty messy. (laughs) Why are cucumbers pretty messy? Because they're going on viral. They're getting viral on social media for the wrong reasons. (laughs) Okay. So why I agree with you with the cucumbers being pretty messy is because of the cucumber challenge. Hashtag cucumber challenge. So if you are nasty and you want to see pure slackness, (laughs) search that hashtag on any social media platform and you'll see some scandalous things. And one of the scandalous things that we saw the other day, Alexis Sky, video girl, whatever her job is. What is she? Love and hip hop. She's on something. She actually. Social media vixen. Influencer. 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 There we go. Okay. Um, She actually at a party, they had a cucumber challenge and she inserted a cucumber into a young lady's vagina at this pool party. Tell me now. Can I now eat cu- cucumbers? cucumbers? I don't look at salads the same. <laughs> like, it's so real. Between that and eggplants, they're just done. They're done. They're, they're done. done for me. So, um, ladies, cucumbers are to be enjoyed as a vegetable. So please stop with the cucumber challenge. Respect thyself. <laughs> We've called cucumbers pretty messy. You know? And they should be pretty. Exactly. Okay. Um, hot girl summer. Pretty or pretty messy? That's a good one. I'm going to say pretty based off Meg the Stalin's definition. (laughs) (laughs) We just had a hot girl summer moment right now. Um, Yeah. Based off the actual definition. So the actual definition by Megan the Stalin, if you don't know who she is, Mm -hmm. she is an up and coming rapper Mm -hmm. um, who coined the term hot girl summer, which I beg to argue and oh, differ there's somebody else you would have leaked the tea no dance all people 
I'm Jamaican. Mm. We've been hot, hot gal since 19. Hot gal, hot, hot gal, hot gal sweet, sweet like honey red. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. I'm trying to tell you. That's so true. I've been a hot girl since 19. How long, Erica? You've been a hot girl since 19. <laughs> how long? So these new childrens now are messing up the term <laughs> of hot girl. So good point. Megan the Stallion, she coined the term hot girl summer, and she said just being you, just having fun. It's turning up, driving the boat. So the boat is pouring shots into each other's mouth yeah. and not giving a damn about what anybody is saying Mm -hmm. but a lot of these people have taken the term (laughs) too far (laughs) a little bit too far they're doing the absolute most and including scamming people during hot girl summer i I know a lot yes stealing (laughs) see for me my my interpretation of it from uh, meg's definition was like you know living your life woman empowerment be free be you so that's Mm -hmm. pretty to me but then, yes, it's going to be pretty messy if people are d- using that term for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. whether it's scamming people or stealing. Like, yeah. that's not cool. We don't co-sign that. So what category are we putting hot gr- Are we putting hot girl summer on pretty or pretty messy? Can I do pretty meh? Meh. Without the <laughs> <laughs> S-C part? Pretty meh. Pretty okay. meh. Okay. All right. Can we do fine. that one? Yes. Okay. That's fine. With a disclaimer. Um, <laughs> lime green. Messy. <laughs> I even add the pretty. Not even pretty, just no, messy. messy. Just it's too much. They did. They, they, they done it. They took it too far. The slime green. It's too much. I've had more than enough of the slime green. Yeah, it's too much. But I mean, it's it's still a beautiful, bright color, like rockets and stuff. But I think they're just overkilling it. It's overkill. I agree. Yeah. Everybody's in the lime green. Mm-hmm. I have chosen not to purchase anything in lime green or wear <laughs> anything in lime green because it's just everybody yeah everywhere everybody's looking like tennis balls it's beautiful <laughs> it's a great color but like give me a chance to wear it yeah all right i think it's just the out the one piece outfits that are just it's just too much maybe an accent mm-hmm. you know it's cute but the whole thing is just you're doing too, too much, much. so we we are retiring lime green yes. hopefully in summer yes. 2019 and calling it pretty messy or just messy messy <laughs> period <laughs> period ovo fest pretty or pretty messy I would say pretty. It was good. I went this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty? Pretty. What about the people that didn't get to go? <laughs> you missed out on a good show. It was actually a good show. Um, shout out to Drake. But yeah, it was good. Like, everybody came out. Um, it was it was an interesting show. I'd be honest. Like, it was definitely Hot Girl Summer. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm not going to sh- lie. I showed up a little bit late. So mm-hmm. I missed, like, Gucci Man and Baby and The Baby I think okay. Lil Baby was there. Yeah. But I enjoyed myself. Cardi B came out. Uh, Meg came out. Mm-hmm. Breezy I swear, came out. I know. Chris Brown. He First time crossed the border in eight years. You know. Crazy. You know. I think it was pretty. No. It, at the end of the day, like, you, I love to see that a lot of beefs Drake had were mm-hmm. squashed. Meek Mill came out. Meek I heard. Meek Mill was yeah. there. Like, yeah. between Meek and Chris, that mm-hmm. was pretty major. You know, that they were both on the same stage. Yeah. After the, all the drama that him and Drake went through, you know, mm-hmm. through both of those artists. So I think it was great. That's how I would say it's pretty because at the end of the day, he squashes beef. Everyone's making their money. Mm-hmm. People had a good time. But again, it was pretty pricey for those that. That's the pretty messy part. Had to pay. <laughs> I didn't have to, but. That's the pretty messy part for a lot of people. Yeah. They didn't get an opportunity yeah. to enjoy the festivities because lawn seats were $1,000. Yikes. Not even seats. <laughs> the lawn standing lawn room, standing room yeah. was a thousand dollars so i i feel like that's why the prior is pretty messy yeah but the show and the squashing of beefs and i need people and djs to stop pushing taiga on us <laughs> he still sucks he you don't like sucks. taste 
No, I don't like taste. I don't like Tyler. His hair is lit, though. It's absolutely luxurious. It is. Did you see him with the blowout the other day? He used to cut it so I can sew it in. Because well, I know. But yeah, um, no, like, I feel like that's again, it's another pretty meh moment. Because <laughs> again, for those that couldn't make it, it was expensive. Yeah. But then those who got to chance to go, it was actually it was a good, good show. Okay. I have one last pretty or pretty messy or pretty meh. meh. <laughs> I like that one. Dance all parties, i.e., sends. Oh, God. That's a hard one for me. Pretty messy, unfortunately. And I'm a dance hall like Peggy. advocate. I know. Love my dance hall. Love my reggae. Love it. Love my conscious music. But these days with all the shootings, unfortunately, that's happening, Toronto need to fix up. We need to have a safe, like, you know, early death should be nobody's portion. Going out on the road, worry for your life because of stupid guns. Like, you know me. I am born Jamaican. Mm-hmm. I was raised by the most Jamaicanist mother yep. <laughs> ever. And I frequent dance hall parties from time to time. But I just need people to act accordingly. Like they have brought up see. Little brought up see. Little something about them. Go out. Enjoy your time. It, it is pretty messy. For example, the sand situation mm. and even parties since then, before that, of course. Um, a lot of the parties now in the summertime are day parties and we're still having problems. Having with, that with was a day, day party. party that happened. Could you imagine? It was a day party. So if you know nothing about sands, um, there was a stampede of some sort. And <laughs> I actually got caught up in the stampede and my life flashed oh, before my eyes. So scary. Um, so I decided I need a break from dance hall parties, which is unfortunate because the vibe is good. The people aren't the greatest. I don't care. Shots fired. Um, <laughs> the people aren't the greatest, but the parties and the vibes, the music, everything. I love that. But in Toronto, for some reason, it's so embarrassing. We just got to do better. I think I was done from um the championship like the mm. the when they we won and the championship parade. The parade yeah and there was a shooting there. i was done it was I'm ridiculous like, like this is not even it was just sad good news is that i heard there was no caravana parade incidents this year yeah no caravana the actual amazing. parade was safe like was everybody safe. was just out having a good time no yeah. problems there no it was just around the city there was um district oh. 45 yeah. five people got shot at that it's club crazy. um yeah, a whole bunch of different incidences happening. And especially in the past like week or so, it's been crazy in Toronto. So hopefully they can get it figured out. We need a grassroots approach, though. Of course. Because obviously we've missed the ball with these kids somewhere. I know. Um, so to go back to their point with mm-hmm. the with the OVO Fest, Drake did ask during, I'm not sure if you heard or tweeted mm-hmm. it, he asked everybody to look to their neighbor and give them a hug oh, uh. and shake hands and introduce, someone to, mm-hmm. introduce yourself to someone that you don't know at the show. So I thought that was actually really a good touch. So let's talk about some of the things you have coming up. Burn a Boy. Yes. Burn a Boy live in Toronto at Rebel on Sunday, August the 18th. I believe mm-hmm. that's the Sunday. This is, is going 18th. to air after Burn a Boy. So yes. that's fine. But we have Burn a Boy coming up. There was a slight problem with Burn a Boy August 9th at Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to bring that up? Okay. But we're doing August. 18th now yeah he has some issues coming flying into canada so unfortunately Mm -hmm. he had to postpone his date but he's the promoters shout out to three kings mg very good guys my clients um they're bringing him here he's going the the fans to be here are gonna get what they want okay you know what i mean so 
we heard the feedback and a lot of people are not happy because it is unfortunate after putting all the time to mm-hmm. go to a show and then the artist not to be there and it mm-hmm. happens a lot but again that wasn't obviously the intention and the promoters have been very good and efficient to refund people that want their refunds immediately yeah. like that same night they posted that that's good you know and people can have an opportunity to go to the new show if they have their old tickets so Again, shout out to Burna Boy coming. He's like one of the biggest acts right Burna now, Boy. isn't he? And I love him and Steph Landon. Oh, I do. So cute. So cute. So and he's cute. so in love with her. I love a man that's like so in love. love. Like infatuated you know? love. Yes. Yeah. He's not here to, you know, put put her on his side and show her show the, how much he cares. World. And yeah, I, I, I'm here for a man like that. So, all right. He's I'm excited to see Burna Boy. He's on Bay's album. Mm-hmm. Beyonce. Yes. So he's doing on, his thing. Um, the Gift. Yes, the Lion King, Lion King soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Um, just some previous events, quick events. We went through Caravan Weekend. Yes. How was your Caravan Weekend? Mine was actually pretty interesting. It mm-hmm. was good. I was doing a bit of PR, of course, as you know. Um, shout out to Afrobee. He was performing at a few events. Mm-hmm. So I was there. Um, I also went to Trap Karaoke. It's very interesting to know that like Americans come over to us to do a big party with us like eighty percent Americans, but I had a lit time. Like I actually felt like I was. It in, was all Americans at Trap Karaoke. Eighty percent. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It was interesting. Yeah. I'm like, wow, they really smart to come over here. And I know and throw their own party and do that. <laughs> but um, it was really nice. I went with my bestie and we had a great time. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I did OVO Fest. We I, me, I linked up with Misha really quickly at her birthday party, which was so hard to get in. But you know, you're popular. <laughs> thousands of people trying to get in girl but that was a good that, that was a good event shout though. out junior jones yes even though Always i was there briefly doing it yeah it was good and i didn't really do much i was like between working and like partying mm-hmm. trying to mingle it it happened but it was like i guess we're getting older so it's just not the same i didn't go it's to the not, parade it's not. i didn't go to the parade so. i walked through the parade real quick yeah. um towards the end it was cool a nice little vibe the housewives were at the parade yes that was amazing i wish i knew i know I they I were knew. actually at um wayne warner's wayne party, warner's party yep, too I and i that. saw what's so funny let me shade somebody real quick so <laughs> let me choke right now so um i'm at the party whatever and um i suppose portia and marlo they were going to the bathroom so they had this um guy he's a dance hall guy I've seen him before guiding Portia and Marlo to the bathroom. So I see them coming up towards us. And as we're walking by, I'm like, oh, my God, Portia. Hey, girl. You know, me doing the absolute most. Hey, Portia. She's like, hey. I'm like, oh, my God. Hey, Marlo. Marlo kept her head straight. Oh, she wasn't even. She didn't even say, hey, Marlo, sis, you don't even have a peach. Okay. (laughs) Get your peach up. Before you start to shade people that are just hailing you up. Like she wasn't even trying to talk to you. No. She just looked past me. But Portia was just like, hey, girl. Those ones. Those ones. Like, sis, relax. I don't care how many labels you have on. You still. Anyways. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yes. uh, So I did go to Warner Beach or uh, pool party. And what kind of like grinds my gears about Toronto people? When Americans come here for Caravana, they always cater to them. But when we go for like you know, an American weekend and a lot of Canadians are over there. They're not catering to us and the music we'd like to play and all this stuff. Don't you like to come to an area and experience how we party instead of us changing our party for you? Um, how many times did you hear I'm sorry. I'm serving. That's how I know I'm in an American party when they play a song. All the time. 
But yeah, I know that's true. They actually do, they do accommodate for them. We change more. up our whole entire steez. But that was the only thing. Um, on the Monday, I had a brunch. Uh, birthday was brunch. That, that was cool. That was cool. Nice. I felt the love. Good. I felt the love. So that was nice. And yeah, that was it for a caravan a weekend. Happy birthday to me, Hala. Um, I know you have one event, major event coming up. Yes. What is that, Erica? That is African Fashion Week Toronto 2019. Yes. In its seventh consecutive year. Mm hmm. No cap. I no. <laughs> no cap. Have to mention no. that because it's hard sometimes <laughs> to do an event seven consecutive mm-hmm. years, big and strong. Mm-hmm. So yes, we're doing that at the Branksome Hall. Shout out to the whole AFWT team. I'm the head of PR and media, mm-hmm. and do some sponsorships. So like, shout out to African Fashion Week. It's going to be lit. It's going to be major. Um, and you can get your tickets now on Eventbrite. So just search yeah. African Fashion Week Toronto, and get your tickets and come support. Um, it's a great event. On a side note, I did see last year that you had your PR Diva Lounge. Yes. And it was so sophisticated. It was, it was and nice. so like extra. I didn't get a chance to come. I'm so sorry. It's but okay. you know, this, this is year. booked and busy. But sure. I will be there this year. Good. And I saw like it was beautiful, Good. Erica. I was Thank like, so excuse much. me, Miss PR Diva. Sure. Beg you like a lounge, no? <laughs> Shout out to Pursuit of Sweetness and Talia um, nice. events. They're um, friends of mine that they sponsored that. Together. Yes. So are are you going to be having a PR Diva Lounge it this year too? It will be returning this year for Perfect. 2019. Yes. Oh, Maybe you can grab an interview in there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so just built for designers and mm-hmm. VIPs to just get interviewed. So we have content and yeah. stuff like that. And just elevating my brand, you know? Yeah. Doing the interview things too. So it's a good look. Get you, I have a quote of the week. That I do want to touch on. And I like to leave people with a little something. My quotes of the week are ratchet. Sometimes they're not. I just want to say that I will be doing a lot of artists and people that I love and that have um, helped me in my progress and my growth. So this week's quote of the week, I'm just trying to be me doing what I got to do. So why y'all keep hating on my crew? Yo. I'm saying, QB, look at them and look at you. True, if I was you, I'd hate me too. And that's from the illustrious Little Kim and Little C's. Okay. To this day, you could still reference those They'll use those lines. So just know, ladies and gentlemen, that people are going to hate on you regardless. Regardless. Keep pushing because people are looking at you as an inspiration regardless of their hate. regardless of their questions when it comes to anything that you're doing. So just keep going and keep pushing pushing. at the end of the day. The PR diva, thank you so much for coming and being my very first guest. I feel special. I know, right? (sighs) It's a full circle conversation because we're really coming from the same place and we grew up together. And now we're doing the damn thing currently in our industries. We never gave up. We never asked for any handouts. Everything. So we kept pushing. And now in 2019, 16 years of friendship. We're like really doing it in our industry. So I thank you so much for coming and sitting down with me. This is such a pretty podcast. Until next time. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers.